long time ago, a best friend group started a group chat for texting. Then three members of that group decided to bring those group chats to life. Now, we present to you all the podcast group chat roulette. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. And I'm Eric. Hello, boys! It is Steve. No, it's not Steve. He's on his honeymoon. It's Eric and Ryan. Oh, Eric had a hot take. Oh, that he wouldn't be on for a couple of weeks. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? It wasn't true. Steve's not going to be on for a couple of weeks. And Eric's here to stay. Because Zaddy is ready to perform for y'all. This is a Zaddy-only podcast <laughs> now. You don't have a kid? Wow, Get the fuck is. out of the country. Yes, he's gone now. We will give the plain details on our Instagram account so everybody can track. Well, actually, he landed safely at this point. He's. I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw that. You know, yeah. I just feel looser. Like, I feel like there's not this pressure of... Steve's stopwatch. Yes. Timing us. The people don't see it on Zoom. The chat goes off. You have 30 seconds to wrap it up. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a story. I don't know how to do that. He's truly King Jong Il dictator, whatever the fuck that is. Tight ass spreadsheet. I don't remember. Adam can recant it. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. But he, he's a good dude. But yeah, he good needs dude. to go and we'll welcome him back. If, if our ratings don't go up too high, we'll welcome them back. Yeah, there will be uh, a discussion to be had. But speaking of welcoming people, like we teased, we've got two daddies on the line right now. I'm a Eric is a dad. He just found his first gray hair. It happened in a week. That was a joke. I don't have any grays yet. I don't think. <laughs> I've got plenty. But dude... Your dad. I know. It's crazy. Like, so first what? of all, it's come so natural to me. Um, <laughs> okay. Really shock, shock to my system. Good. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm kind of not. So I'll, I'll, I'll rewind. So obviously, uh, you know, we had a kid and you can, if you want to hear any details of anything, I'll get into it. But I do. I have um, a few questions. Let me kind of fast forward to the point where the baby comes out and is literally laid on Dana's chest for the first time. Did you? I cut the umbilical cord. Yes, Uh, That was one of my questions. I stepped up to the plate. Now I will say, okay, we'll talk about the umbilical cord real quick. A lot of people, Oh, it's squishy. You're going to take more than one snip. I'm Brandon Comer. I'm just kidding. I think I assume it would take more than one. Did you get through? It actually, I got it in one snip. It just was a kind of like a crunch, crunch. It was, it was, it was, it sounds worse than it was. Honestly, I was not that grossed out by it. What was most troubling, because you never did it, right? You would have passed out. (laughs) They were like, dad, you want to do it? I was like, no, I'm good. What's most troubling is i don't know why i thought i would have a lot of runway to work with like okay where do i want to go because <laughs> <laughs> there's two clamps obviously to stop the blood you know in each way right. and it's probably a good inch in between them so i'm like oh. ah, get it in between the two clamps <laughs> you're like trying not to miss <laughs> like don't cut off his dick <laughs> oh my god it's nowhere near the dick I know those of you who haven't had a kid are wondering that. Jesus, you guys are such I'll amateurs. never know what a baby dick looks like. 
I actually was not too scared of the baby dick. He's got a he's he's such a big boy. I mean, <laughs> my fucking son. Wait, it's, it's like, like Jamee says. It's like Jamee says on our podcast. If y'all aren't listening to Jamazing, y'all need to listen to it. But she talks about her future son having a huge dick. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, um, I I really have not been as grossed out by the whole baby dick of it all um, mm-hmm. as I thought I would. So that's great news. But anyway, back to the really the really cool moment, kind of stepping outside the funny Eric zone. And it's like, you see what you've just created. What an amazing moment. You've yeah. had it, obviously, twice now. Uh, unreal. Surreal. Surreal yeah, yeah. is really it. And yeah. I think Dana was so emotional and like roller coaster. And it, it's such a shame because women have to do so much work during that time and some people are i guess with c-section you're conscious right you're just really yeah Mm -hmm. okay but like i feel like they're just so exhausted so it's like a relief feeling probably for them as well as creation but like for us guys it's like wow we didn't have to work really for it It maybe exhaustion or something but well you probably fainted and guy they pulled up a chair behind me just (laughs) but i someone helped the husband (laughs) I think the chair was there so they wouldn't have to help me if I fainted. I would just fall into the chair. Um, But yeah, totally agree. It's like not only in that moment, which is the hardest moment of the whole process, but they also have to carry the baby for nine months. I, I mean, Sarah says it all the time and I totally agree. Like if men had to have the babies, our race would go extinct. We're done. We're We're done. Yeah, no, it's uh, mad, mad credit to the women who listen. We love you, especially the moms out there or ones aspiring to be moms. It's like, you guys go through a lot and Dana definitely went through a lot, but it was pretty cool to have the baby there and something just, I I wrote this on an Instagram story. Um, It was kind of unlike me. Like I really just have been stressing anticipation. Am I going to be a good job, dad? how do I keep this kid alive? I don't know how to keep a human alive. Right. Like, right. It's just a lot of responsibility and it seems like it's not my MO. Like it's, not, it's not uh, under my job description. Eric Bernacchio to be a good dad. Oh, I, stop that it. sounds bad, but like I was losing confidence in myself towards the end, just because it was like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I don't know. The what, unknown. I don't even know how to boil water. Ba-dum-bum-tsh. Um, Ryan said that joke in a best man speech. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got super excited and I felt like I just felt so excited and joyful and instinctual. And like, they were like, dad, do you want to come over here while he's getting cleaned off? I was like, of course I do. Like, I just had like this confidence that I don't normally have, especially around like authoritative figures I'm kind of like yep that's right you you do your procedure you do this and it was really it was a really cool first day then the exhaustion hits in and you kind of realize what you <laughs> what you signed yeah. up for and you're like I need to sleep I know so I was I was very surprised with my reaction the first day and I'm I'm so excited it's great to see him he's such a handsome boy and he's doing great he's sleeping as much as you can ask for, for a week and a yeah. couple of days, um, no health issues, thank God for him or Dana. So um, all is well. And we are extremely happy with Luca. 
Um, You're not giving them that back. That doesn't mean that there's not a bunch of stories that go along with the first week and a half. of. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's just you bring this baby. Like, I remember feeling like when you leave the hospital, you're kind of like, wait, I'm just supposed to keep this thing alive. Like I'm supposed to know how to keep this thing alive at this point. I like, think I, you know, what's so funny, Ryan, I thought I was going to have that leaving. Yeah. I had it the second day at the hospital. <laughs> like what we have to yeah. sleep with this baby in the room. Like, like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't slept Sunday night. Like this was Monday night for this part because then right. it went into labor. Her first contractions were at nine 30 PM. So it's like, the last time I slept was Saturday night. It's Monday night. Like, <laughs> can't you take the baby to that room where all the babies are at? Yeah, like in the movies. <laughs> like, no, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we're a baby-friendly hospital. I'm like, well, fuck that. <laughs> Be a parent-friendly hospital. <laughs> but um, so you've been home with him just over a week now. Do you feel like now as an infant, it's hard to establish routines but you know yeah you're like you're starting to get a rhythm like a daily rhythm with him and dana yeah it's less daily and more like based on a feeding like at least yes. like me and dana are okay with like okay he's got a feed right now so that means like go check his diaper get him kind of like woken up she yeah. feeds for a bit she's getting the hang of that and that's going well and then like diaper change rock a little bit so we're getting we're getting eased into it and it's honestly just kind of weird to you feel like you're not doing much all day did you feel yeah. this way you it's feel like, a little bit like because the baby is honestly sleeping exactly the they're not doing much right yeah. so you do feel like 80 percent of the day maybe even a little bit more you're just kind of like waiting for the next thing you have to do for him it's weird to be yeah. timed for a day because for those that don't know babies need to eat like every three hours um until they gain their birth weight but he did gain his birth weight so that means he can sleep through the night until he cries or you know needs food but still during the day the doctors like still feed him every three hours so right. it's like weird to time box a day every three hours you kind of realize you have no time because you feed the baby you change him you kind of have to rock him to sleep a little bit and then you got an hour and 45 minutes till right. you do this all over again. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. it's really weird. Um, it's, it's a whirlwind. I, I've gone through a lot of different things. Like the well, one I got peed on six times, which you never had to deal with. Six Literally times. I've been counting six times. Wow. I'm trying my best. I'm doing like, you know, the, the, um, the uh, burp cloth right there you know okay. i'm doing the diaper until the last minute i'm doing um the baby wipe but yeah he just seems to find it and it's like the water hose has been unleashed the last couple of days he's he's peeing all over the place <laughs> but you have that and then it's like it's just a weird like that hour and 45 minutes it's like do i nap do i actually get to watch tv I kept on thinking like today of all days, first of all, it was beautiful out. I'm sure it was yeah. beautiful in Virginia yeah. today and yesterday. And I'm like, I should be doing stuff outside, but it's like, right. I, can't. I have to watch my baby. And like Dana's still recovering. And so she's tired. 
So it's kind of like a crazy whirlwind, but I was thinking, could I be working right now? Like, that's where my thoughts went. Like, should I, should I be working right now? And then I was like, no, Eric, you can't be working. Even though you're free kind of time, like you're not yeah. thinking of stuff, you still got to do stuff every like hour and a half. So how was it? Um, cause, cause I think you had mentioned you're not allowed to have any visitors in the hospital. So how was like, especially with your parents, with Steve, like how was introducing Luca? Like, was that an emotional thing? Like, was that a really cool, fun experience? So my mom is like, ask if they have visitors. And I was like, they don't, I like know this. And so then she was like, ask. So I had to ask. They're like, no COVID, like no visitors, only you. And I let her go. She's like, are you serious? She's like, really, really? She was like, can you find a window and hold them up? And I was like, like, this is like Nona in the nursing home. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I'm like, we're on the fucking second floor. I was like, I see out my window. It's a fucking fountain. I was like, like, I don't know if you can find us, but that's as close as I'm getting. I'm not taking him through the hallways of the hospital. Right. She, it was hilarious. Um, So yes, I would say the first people who met him were probably my parents and I think my dad is like really giddy around him, which is really cute. Uh, Steve was funny holding him because I mean, he's like me. I didn't really hold a baby right. before. So he was yeah. kind of like, am I going to hurt him? And Right. Like extra careful. Don't want to yeah. break him. It's just honestly, it's been a great reaction from everybody. But like visitors. Yeah. How do I love I love my friends like who have visited and the people who brought like food and other stuff like, wow, like the love and support is amazing. The unsaid thing that people don't tell you is visitors kind of like suck, but they they're great, but they also kind of suck because it's like you feel out of your mind a little bit still. So it's like, you're still trying, like I, me and Dana, like if we have people over, we're, we're usually like, all right, clean the house up. Let's offer right. drinks. So it's weird to like have visitors, but not be host like, yeah. Yeah. you know? So it's a little bit of a weird dynamic, but. Um, and you also you know, are like, you know, like you said, you're busy with this schedule you have that you mm-hmm. obviously want to stick to. And then there's this kind of like, okay, like, when are you people leaving? Like it's, yeah. I mean, especially with the first one and, you know, no doubt by the second, maybe the third, maybe a twin will come. I will say most visitors, even like probably the longest one was um, Dana's friend, Sarah came for a while, but she was literally helpful. Like she made some meals and she um, like rocked him to sleep a couple of times. She used to she get you sneakers. Yeah, her and uh, her husband got me the dad sneaks. Fucking love them. Thank you, Adam. Fucking love you, man. Um, But yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, Ryan just saluted you. (laughs) Salute. Um, Well, that's awesome, man. So happy. Happy for your family. Did you watch Luca the movie yet? We did not. I heard it has gay undertones. Really? I only watched the head. I'm hearing through the grapevine. I don't know if they're explicit with it, but I feel like uh, Luca and Alberto are, you know, raw dogging it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I might have to pay closer attention next time I watch it. Oh, Uh, you watched it? I watched like a half hour and then Avery was like, 
I want to watch something else. And I'm like, I want to watch this movie. Well, Brandon said it had a weak plot. So, yeah, uh, true. I mean, look, um, everything's great. I will say um, some funny stories at the hospital. We had a triage nurse that was really confident. I knew the moment I saw her, like, I'm not going to like this bitch. Yeah. And she, like, came up to me. She's like, I had to draw some blood from your wife. Um, she was like, you're not going to faint, are you? Like, and I was like, no. Like, I gave yeah. no signs that I was, like, nervous at all. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she's like, I'm so good at drawing an IV. You are lucky you have me today. And Dana's literally having a painful contraction in front of her. And she's like, wow, you are hydrated. This is going to be so easy. So she puts into Dana's vein and it doesn't work. So like, you know, that's the worst when like you try to get an IV in like your vein, whatever. So to do that, you have to put a tourniquet on their upper arm. Right. I guess we were both out of it because Dana was literally having a contraction. So the girl went to the other arm. She had a successful IV, but forgot to take the tourniquet off her left arm. And Dana was like, my left arm still hurts. It's so numb. (laughs) after the woman left the woman left the room the tourniquet was on there for like 15 minutes another nurse came by and she was like my arm still hurts is it can is there something wrong with the vein and she was like honey you still have a tourniquet in your arm god i hope that i hope that confident nurse found out that oh my god i was so pissed at her we we were cracking up like days later like she was such a little like oh you are so lucky you have me i'm the best one in triage yeah and then we had um and most of the nurses were great we had a lactation consultant trish you can't make this shit up and she was just not listening like she was like, okay, the baby already uh, fed for 15 minutes today right after delivery. And we were like, no, no, no. He like rested his head on the nipple. Like he didn't <laughs> yeah. feed. Like right. I, I'm pretty sure if he got anything, it was like a drop of milk. Um, and she kept, and we kept on correcting her and she kept on going back to that. And then like come to, <laughs> come to the end of like this lactation consultant s- session, which was a very big fail. She's like leaving the room. She's like, oh my God, I haven't had a vacation. I'm going to Naples this weekend. <laughs> We're like, Trish is halfway out the fucking door. Yeah, clearly. Shit about who's latching onto any nipples. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then we had this butch woman, Kim, come in, another lactation consultant. And she, she took the time. This is the only thing I remember from that 10 minute visit. She's like, how are you guys doing? We're like, he's latching. He has a nipple shield. But like, because Dana's using a nipple shield, it's helping her. Yeah. Um. And so we thought, like, saying that maybe the woman would like try to help to give some different, uh, I don't know, techniques. Right. And she's like, "Here's what you need to know: alcohol. You can have two glasses of wine, or one mixed drink, or two beers. And if it's Coors Light, three beers." And I'm like, "She's like, but who likes Coors Light? Like, this was her shtick." And then I'm like, I, I drink Coors Light, like at an Eagles tailgate. And uh, she's like, what does Coors Light have in common with people having sex in a canoe? <laughs> she said they're both fucking water. And I'm like, Kim, get the fuck out of here with your corny ass dad jokes. And literally, Ryan, I asked somebody who delivered at Virtua Voorhees and Kim said the same joke to their family. No. Yes, Coors Light Canoe. Like, that's her shtick. Oh, my God. 
Did she help at all with the breastfeeding? Not, not at all. Literally not at all. Wow. So yeah, it was an experience. Lucas here. Um, we're very happy and more stories to come about <laughs> probably weekly on like his development and funny stuff he does, but he's a great baby. about this before the birth of our son when we actually had time to crack up together to laugh at things (laughs) anyway um she got a dm and it was a girl from high school and basically it was a girl like asking her to join her girl empire you know what i mean like hey girl I have an empire, join my business. And I have the actual verbatim DM, which is so hilarious to me that I'm going to read it to this audience uh-huh. because we all know girls, it's it's always girls on Instagram selling some kind of product that you know they cannot be financially stable off of. And they try to get others to sell with them. And it's just another version of a pyramid scheme, uh, Ponzi scheme, whatever you want to call it. But it's like so funny to me that I don't get it why women fall into this trap. Yeah. You're about to tell me that Sarah sells something. like No, she in. doesn't. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. To add. Thank God she doesn't. <laughs> and hey, if it's a hobby, it's a hobby. But like, when you're reaching out to people that you didn't really talk to that much in high school or like you were friends, but you're not friends anymore, you're a little bit desperate. Yeah. So Dana's been reached out before from somebody else on skin products and we've laughed about it because her thing is like, I hate when someone DMs me to like try their thing when obviously I promote a small business called Jazzercise And it's like, if you haven't tried that, why would I try? Like, know a little bit about me. Like, do your homework. Like, not even that she would do anything about it or that she's looking for some kind of, like, do jazzercise. But she's like, if you're going to have the balls to reach out, have the balls to try a class for free. Yeah. Yeah. Like, scratch my back if I'm going to scratch yours. Exactly. So, this girl... um, we won't say her name, but her let's, give her a, are, let's give her a name. Her. Okay. We'll give her a name. Um, her initials in real life are JR. They might be different now. I don't know if she's married. Um, and she uh, went on a few dates with uh, Brandon Comer back in the day. Ooh. And we'll just call her Josie. Okay. Um, okay. So Josie DMs Dana. I'm going to say the, uh, the what do you call that? Explanation points and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, all right. Hey, mama, explanation point. So I've been debating on reaching out because I didn't want to be, quote, that girl, end quote. But I can't sit by and not reach out anymore. I don't know how much you know about CBD, but your vibe and lifestyle, in parentheses, from what I can see, would fit perfectly. I know you're about to have that sweet babe, and I'm so excited for you, explanation point. But this biz is booming big. 
capital capital letters for big, big time. And I'd love to tell you more about it. I know you see so many people we went to school with signing up with Green Compass recently. And I and like I said, I just couldn't sit by and not reach out anymore. If you're interested in hearing more, I'd love to chat with you. And Dana starts cracking up because she's, you know, the same spiel. Like, I haven't talked to this chick. Like, and I'm like, well, you do promote a lot of jazzercise and like, you're very good on Instagram. So I'm sure that's why they're reaching out. And, you know, Dana kind of gave her a polite decline, but said like, good luck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she's like, but this was my fave. So she replied back. I had no idea you worked full time too. You're a freaking rock star. If anything changes and you'd like to add GC into your life, I'm here, heart. So like, then me and Dana were cracking up and I was like, huh, you actually do send that vibe that all you do is jazzercise for a full-time job, <laughs> which so nothing is wrong are. with that. Right. Nothing's wrong with that. But like, yeah, I'm because sure they're like, this is my perfect prey. This exercise chick who influences right. jazzercise. Right. Because- <laughs> For, without knowing Dana, you would see she's doing classes in the mornings during the week, yeah. right? And so yeah. your logical thinking is like, oh, if she can swing that, then maybe she's doesn't have an actual nine to five. But that's so funny. So like, it seemed like a very canned, but canned. sprinkled that's in it. like message with like yep. personal things. But like she very mentioned, like the sweet babe, you know, yeah. the yeah. boy coming. But I swear there was another girl who sent a very similar message. And you could tell like it was like, I am a part of this program because and it's like you couldn't even customize it a bit to something, you know, like we used to cheerlead in high school. Right. Like, remember cheer back in the day? Like something stupid. Like, yeah, like that I was a copy and paste. <laughs> how desperate and lazy do you have to be like can you even imagine ryan having the balls to cold call a person from high school no No. not at all in what fucking world i i just like i crack up when i see this stuff because like look if you want to sell your own shit that's fine and it makes you happy but when you're actually reaching out to people that you don't really know about it and expect them to respond positively no, I don't want to join your empire, Josie. <laughs> I watched a, I'm trying to think, it was a while ago, it was probably a year ago. I watched this, I think it was like a short documentary on this thing called Young Living, the essential oils. Did you watch that? Mm. No, I thought you were about to talk about murder on Middle Beach. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. But his mom oh, was because kind of what were those things they did? the um you like see that pyramid scheme was insane and yeah. honestly viewers if you have not seen murder on middle beach on it's hbo an amazing docuseries it's only four episodes it's literally about rich people only putting in money i'm pretty sure there's no product they host right. like extravagant dinners and they're like you have to buy the buy-in is ten thousand dollars to be a part of this dinner <laughs> Right. It's and like, then it all gets whoever started off. that. That's the greatest Ponzi scheme I ever thought. You have no inventory. <laughs> Sarah, you when she first moved to Virginia, she had a roommate who out of nowhere joined Mary Kay, 
which is okay. like the like everyone knows Mary Kay, yeah. like the, the pink beetle, right? Yes. Yep. And when she joined, she bought like two thousand dollars worth of inventory That's that showed up at their house. And she was this girl from Wyoming who was a she was like involved in the school, she was a teacher of some sort. Um, but like didn't really have a big network in this area mm-hmm. and would give Sarah like free products every once in a while, but like clearly was doing terrible at this and had sunk all this money into it. Anyway, we could talk about multi-level marketing schemes and pyramid schemes for hours. It's, and it is so interesting that it's always women, right? Like I'm sure there are some guy versions. <laughs> We're going to be canceled because of this conversation, but, but it's really it? true. What, what I think I, I don't know what I think. Why is that? I don't know. Women were calling on you. Why is it? I think it's maybe like a community thing where like guys have sports, you know, like intramurals or just like, I don't know, you can talk at the gym or at a bar. Whereas like, I don't see girls going up to other girls at bars. Maybe I, I have no idea what it is. I don't know. We're going to have to. I see a guy in an Eagles gear. I could see something to him. You know what I mean? I could say something yeah. to him. Uh, our women listeners out there, we need you to, you know, hit us up on the gram. We will put a poll, um, after the episode airs, maybe Friday afternoon, we'll put a poll up. We'd love to hear from the women. Maybe the men know like why women are falling into this trap and men, if you've been stuck with $2,000 worth of merchandise of something, Mary Kay, (laughs) please let us know where it is at this point in time, probably in your attic. Well, this has been a good episode so far. It's been different. I like the vibe. We're going to have to have some real conversation about Steve. I mean, the guy's probably living the dream in Greece right now. I I really do hope him and his wife are partying like it's, what year did they get married? 2019? 2019, right before the pandemic. It was like the last big party we all had. Thank God they got their wedding in before that um crazy it's been a long time Hope wait, wait, wait. a great time yeah 2019 yep. yeah because 2020 was when the world ended yeah but then um, it made me think the last big party we had was really dana's new year's party right, but right. <laughs> anywho eric we've got some hot take-esque updates coming from you let's hit it get your hot takes oh once one they're all hot yeah, I just um, it's just ra- almost like random thoughts um, that I've had. Um, I heard this the other day. Baby on board. You've seen those signs. Yeah, of course. Of course. What, what do you think when you see that sign or what? What do you think? I'd love to know what you think. I my initial reaction is, do you intend for me to drive differently because you have a baby on board and you know, I'm an aggressive driver. (laughs) So, but then my logic kicks in and I think the only, now I don't have one, nor would I Mm -hmm. ever have one. And I also kind of judge people who do. I'm really hoping you're not leading to the point where you say you put one on your car, but (laughs) I think what it really is, is like if a car were to get into a bad accident or something like that, it alerts first responders that there's a baby that hopefully is still in the car maybe 
God forbid, is not in the car anymore. I also think like car seats would probably just do the same thing. Like they would show you that. But anyway, that that's where my mind. You're right. I did not know this. I somebody was talking about it. And I had my initial reaction was like, oh, yeah, those motherfuckers like they expect me to slow down. No one's going to slow down just because you have a baby on board sign. But I was like, damn, that actually makes sense. Now, I wouldn't have it in my car. I'm just not going to do that. But like, yeah, it's for if you get an accident. And it's so funny because I pulled up at the gym the other day and I saw one on a passenger, but it said person with autism on board, which makes a lot of sense too. like, say an officer pulls you over and then like, is like, you're not cooperating because like, you know, they get socially awkward. So now I'm like a whole new, I just had to bring that up. And I want our viewers to know to not get aggressive. Even though the person is probably a little bit kooky for even having that sticker, they're just being overly safe um, with their baby on board. So that was a random thought I had. Another thing in the news, and I don't know if you saw this because it really slipped up. It's very sad news um, on an Instagram story. Uh, I think it was last night or yesterday afternoon. Mark Hoppus, have you heard about him? Oh, God, no. So he wrote on an Instagram story. For the past three months, I've been undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. I have cancer. It sucks and I'm scared. And at the same time, I'm blessed with incredible doctors and family and friends to get me through this. I still have months of treatment ahead of me, but I'm trying to remain hopeful and positive. Can't wait to be cancer free and see you all at a concert in the near future. Love to you all. Wow. I got like chills when you said that. That's how sad. Yeah. It just like came up so like randomly. It's on like a black screen with words. I screenshotted it. I was like, is this for real? So yeah, he, he has cancer. He he posted like another picture of like him getting chemotherapy, but. Do you have any idea? Did you read what type of cancer? I, honestly, I didn't even Google it. It was in yeah. the middle of the, one of the feeds in the middle of the night. So I'm just like on Instagram and I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? But yeah, I just, I wanted to bring that up really quick. I, I honestly have no reaction for that other than sadness. Like right. Mark Hoppus, Blink-182, like. Invincible. One of the best bands ever. I mean, yes, <laughs> maybe saying one of the best bands ever is an exaggeration, but to us and I mean, our generation and yeah. millennials, we grew up on Blink-182. Very impactful band, I would say. And like, obviously horrible when anyone gets cancer, but when you hear about someone who's like, I don't know, you, you just think like, I don't know if it's like celebrity or whatever that might be, you just think like these people are invincible. Like Mark mm-hmm. Hoppus will always be like 20 something in my mind. I know. Meanwhile, he's probably pushing 50 at this point. <laughs> just <laughs> thinking that's so sad. But um, oh yeah, prayers for Mark Hoppus. I mean, damn, that sucks. Prayers up. He means so much to our upbringing and our culture. And the last thing I have to say is there's one other icon that means a lot. To our culture and our upbringing and that's miss britney spears and i actually wrote something down i think i'm gonna read it oh man like a poem did you read did did you listen to her audio of what she said in court yesterday no like i i had mentioned to you before i really read the headlines i have a general yeah. sense but and i think that's what most people did yeah yeah so enlighten me She's a 
fucking slave. Honestly, she's a modern day slave. But I will read what I wrote. I'm a slave for you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the funny thing is, and I texted the guys today um, that I have like a lot to say. So bear with me. So that's how she starts this testimony. She says, I have a lot to say. So bear with me. And it was 23 minutes. And uh, this is what I wrote down. So some of it seems a little bit strange. I thought I was going to be doing a hot take on it, but. A couple months ago, I gave a rather silly hot take on the Olympics. The point being that during the social justice unrest, crazy election, and conspiracy thinking, science does not equal facts pandemic we experienced, that the Olympics would be the one, one of the only things to unite this country. Sure, rooting for the USA is socially positive for everyone in this country and beneficial for an actual community of people who love and respect one another, but I was wrong. The Olympics won't unite us as much as one other thing. And that thing is declaring the freedom of Britney Jean Spears. Yesterday, we heard audio of her first public testimony, a harrowing 23-minute monologue against her conservatorship. Talks of exploiting her life, wanting her life back after 13 years, not deserving this treatment, all just wanting her own money and to drive <laughs> to drive in a fucking car with her boyfriend. That's a great quote from the testimony. She's, I just want my own money to drive in a fucking car with my boyfriend. <laughs> um, and one of the best things I heard, they need to be reminded they work for me. And that's so fucking true. Yeah. She makes the money. And yeah. all these people have made a legal argument called conservatorship, and they're making income off of it. How crazy is that? Like, this is to help somebody, but you're get this is your um, like uh, livelihood. Livelihood. Thank you. I was going to say likelihood. Um, but anyway, one of the one of the better things that she said because it was not the most eloquently said thing. She's obviously not like a public speaker right, right. by any means, but she kept on saying like, "This makes no sense." Which I'm sorry, that's just like the most human thing I've ever heard in my life. She has been locked away. She can't make any decisions. She can't, she doesn't have the capacity to make those decisions. It's declared by the courts. She's constantly put on different meds, but with fucks with her head. She's told to go on tour. She's told that like, she's producing this tour, but she's told that she can't make decisions about her own life. She's making millions of dollars for her and putting roofs over the, you know, the people that are working for her's head. And it's just absolutely insane. So you know, I know we joke, but we got to free Britney. So what, what, like, why did this thing happen yesterday? Is, is there some sort of trial going on? Like, is her conservatorship being like renewed or like, do you have any idea like why yesterday? And in, like, what was the point? Um, <laughs> sorry, I answered a text message. Say again, <laughs> did, 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 did you said something about the bassinet. Okay, it was like, that's fine. Uh, Why? (laughs) What was yesterday? Like, was she okay? I have no idea because I guess she has regular hearings. And I think this was the she said she would actually speak. So she hasn't spoken because she's tried to act like everything's okay because they've tried to convince her that she will ruin her image and brand if she goes public with saying that she doesn't want want this. So she just decided to say, fuck it. Okay. So she had a court hearing and the judge let her speak. So that's why she was like, I 
have a lot to say. Wow. So at this point, like, is the judge deciding whether or not to renew this concern? I don't even know. It, okay. I, I don't know. I would assume after that, like, because basically her demands are, I want to be released from the conservatorship without an evaluation. She's like, I get evaluated like four, for four hour sessions. She was like, I am sane. I make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can do things. So and you know what? when it comes down to it, people fuck up and fuck up their lives and make decisions that fuck up their lives. If that's what's going to happen to her, she's an adult. Let her do it. Like she doesn't have little kids anymore either. Right. Like that right. would have, I think they used that to their advantage because she was going through that divorce and like all that kind right. of stuff. But she can, if other people can be trash, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's so anyway, killing someday when hopefully she gets out of this thing and like can do some sort of primetime interview oh, or yeah. documentary. Like she's going to make so much money. Not it's that she crazy. doesn't already. She doesn't even want them. It's crazy. Cause I don't even think she wants any kind of money. I do no. think she needs to tell her story. Yeah. So it will be, uh, sadly more entertainment for the rest of us. Um, which is probably everything she's trying to get away with, but yeah, right. we have, we have to, we have to support our, B Spears. Um, so yeah, I just, those were three hot topics. Some of them, two of them were really sad actually. So sorry for bringing down the mood. That's all right. You know what? We got to talk about the real stuff on this podcast. This is what's happening. I know. This is what's happening. Another hot topic is what did Biden say? We should be 70% vaccinated by July 4th. I think we're 65 and we're not going to get there. (laughs) Because of Mississippi and North Carolina, it's just like absolutely, yeah. Oh my god, I was listening today on that, and I was just like, the lotteries aren't working, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they literally had that COVID lottery. It's I like, know you win like a million dollars every week or something. Oh, people, people don't want to get it, so okay. So, there's another sad story to round it out. Well, on a positive note, you got a new baby, I'm about to go on vacation. Um, Steve's in Greece. Uh, life is good. So life is good. It will continue to be good. Weather was perfect. Let's oh my get God. Some good weather. Yeah. For your vacation, which I'm forgetting where it's at actually right now. <laughs> we're going to Maine. Um, so we're flying to Maine and it's a pretty relaxing trip. We've got a few things planned, but mostly it's just kind of enjoying the outdoors and hopefully it's great weather and just a couple days away with just mommy and daddy. Love it. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. We all know what that means. Sarah, get ready. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> then, hey, I don't know exactly when we're going to be back. Steve's got a nice long trip. I'm going to be gone into next week. Eric's got a baby. But don't worry. GCR will never leave fully. Well, we might someday, but for now, we're going to be back. When our kids are old enough to listen to this and say, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Hang tight and uh, we'll speak at you pretty soon. Ciao, Bella. Bye-bye.